0: Uh, yeah, it's what J- Jim Rohn says. He says, You never go to work thinking of the vacation, and you never go to the vacation thinking of work because at those times you have a place and a time. For everything, right, and it happens like you. I've ca- I caught myself where it's movie night with the family. We got the snacks for days, right? That we never finish. By the way, it just stays mm-hmm. in the freezer. When I'm in deep work, there's like a huge rush of dopamine. It's just like a I've accomplished something big, something that's mine, right? When mm-hmm. someone comes in and say, "Hey, do something for me instead," it's like, "Oh hell no," you know. Like mm-hmm. it just sucks. Um, but that's a that's a good point. I think. Um. Uh, having awareness about what puts you in a slump and how to overcome it that I think that's a big win right there I think Julie Stoyan she explained something she says she labels her calendar into blocks of availability right meaning that or her percentage of deep work so 8 a.m it she can or 6 a.m it can be a hundred percent deep work, right? Where she can focus a hundred percent attention. So she puts tasks that require deep work in that slot. However, at eight a.m. when she drops her kids off, it's only like ten percent deep work, where maybe I'm cleaning up my emails or or just updating something admin related, right? So I'm, I I thought maybe that's a good a good lesson to share with the world, right there.
1: There's energy management, and then there's uh, also context and. Uh... How would you categorize that? You know, basically, time of day. It's kind of like how, for a lot of people, the middle of the day is is the tornado. So you can't really realistically schedule deep, impactful flow type work then. So it's where you see a lot of people get up early or they do it late at night because that's when people aren't bothering them.
0: That's a good point. I think it's just like that book, Eat the Frog, right? Where mm-hmm. it's like, just have that when your willpower is the highest in the morning, do what then. Right. Focus all your attention on, on completing the test. Then uh, I, I I feel like I'm in this a super zone in the nighttime. But but I realize if there's something on my inside of me saying you could be hanging out with your family instead. So don't do that. And priority family's priority for me. So I can't yes. give a deep work. So,
1: yes, there's there's things you can't compromise depending on your season of life. Exactly. I, I I definitely resonate to that. It's like when I feel like the people aren't pulling for my attention and you get that space, but now it's family time. It's easy for my mind of like, "Oh, I can finally think about that thing or brainstorm." And then time time goes by and you're like, "Dang it, I wanted to I want to be more present."
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's what Tim J- Brown says, he says you never go to work thinking of the vacation. And you never go to the vacation thinking of work because at those times you have a place and a time for everything, right? And it happens like I've ca- I caught myself where it's movie night with the family. We got the snacks for days, right? That we never finish. By the way, it just stays mm-hmm. in the freezer or the refrigerator. Um, um, and then in that time, I'm like, oh, let me look at my phone. I'll check something out on Notion, like complete a task or respond to emails, and it's like it it, it the family starts to think like, "Oh well, you know, you're you're choosing to stay away from us on purpose." So I think that's a really good lesson there too. You know, choose how when you commit to something, boundaries. go all in, in yeah. exactly have your boundaries and schedule time for vacations and family times. I think that's super important, which I have I haven't done as perfectly as I did a year ago.
1: Same, same, and it's like. All of it's a work in progress, but you can set some hard and fast. Like, we can all set some boundaries and some black and white that help get us there. It's like, I've been listening to a little bit of uh, Matthew McConaughey, Art of Living. You know, they put that on that big event with, you know, Tony Robbins and whatnot. And I haven't listened to a lot of it, but he talks about, and I was just thinking about this, how there's an art and a science to a lot of things in life. And the science, uh, I forget how he phrases it, but the science, the more pragmatic side of things can... Foster greater art, greater uh, creativity, so it's kind of like discipline equals freedom or inspiration finds you working, or you know people think me think outside the box. well, sometimes constraints actually create more possibilities because you don't you don't have too many options or it's not too chaotic, right and so I think when you can minimize the chaos so that you can create something beautiful within confines, uh, I feel like that applies to life and uh, and and business and as a whole.
0: That's a really good point. I like that. Um, it's like you said, um, when you narrow down when you I remember thinking like there's someone says there's no freedom when you have a schedule, like a, a strict schedule. Right. And I think at the same time it does create a whole ton of freedom because you're it didn't take that brain work, right, to get into that state if you know that hey, at this time I'm doing this and at this time I'm doing this, you can just run with it and at the end of the day if you have Spots for emergencies, which we tried, right with, with with one of our clients, right, and it worked for a very long time until other people want to pull that time.
1: On that point, uh, I just heard a good uh, nugget about uh, living in illusions, and so starting with expectations, right? Um, this idea that oftentimes reality is not enough for us; we're not content with reality as it is, so whether that's someone not meeting our expectations or we think things should be easier or more fun, or I should be on a high all the time, right? Going through hard things that actually paid the path to something beautiful. Like oftentimes, the that is too hard to face for us so that we will oftentimes chase a false existence, a false existence, right? We'll chase those expectations that are not reasonable. And then before we know it, we're trying to live in some type of utopia that is never going to happen and uh, ultimately land in an illusion that's not uh, soaking up the reality right in front of us. So it's kind of, kind of this chain you could simplify to say, man, when expectations aren't realistic um, and when we are attached to those unrealistic expectations, we often live in an illusion of what something should be and we miss what could be right in front of us
0: that's interesting i like that that's like i think that idea um i've heard of that but in the the framework of law of attraction right where where someone i remember i knew this lady who um she always felt like people are talking bad about her right so in her reality in her mind she was thinking like oh the delusion was people are talking bad laughing at me behind my back all the time laughing laughing making fun of me right um, and then she would slowly start to do things that confirmed it, right? So she didn't, right. no one was laughing at her. I remember I remember when she was hanging out with us and, and sh- we, we were in front of a group of people and then the people left and then she says, they were talking bad about me. And I'm like, no, like they were not. I promise you, hundred percent they were not. But then she slowly started doing things like wearing wearing raggedy clothes, um, getting a, having her room get really dirty. Right. Oh, she was crazy. She's she unknowingly started creating things for people to start talking about her. And it came true. Like she went to the yeah. store one time, had a hole in her shirt. Like she was like, it, it, I mean, like she looked like a bag lady, you know, like a yeah. homeless. Um, and yeah. she was like, oh, I'm just used to that. Used to dress like this now. She wasn't like that before. But then people start talking about her for real. And I'm like, that's crazy. Like uh-uh. you were living in disillusion, but your brain is trying to find ways. To create that certainty, right? Yeah.
1: She couldn't deal with the uncertainty. Was that was were people talking about me? So I'm just gonna live it that way. I don't have to stress about it. Yeah, it's easier that way. It's easier to live in my certainty that uh, doesn't. Know it's that. Yeah, it does that, doesn't challenge my discomfort of the uh, uncertainty.
0: Oh, dude, that's a good point. And then when it that's so true because the brain is always in that what if, and she had to see it. And the brain says, "I told you," and now she's living in this roller coaster of, I guess, certainty. And that's a, that's a really good way to put it. She had she because Tony Robbins says there are six human needs, right? The First one is certainty. Second is variety or uncertainty. The third one is significance. Mm. Fourth is connection. The fifth is contribution, and six is growth, right? And the first four needs have to be met. In some way or fashion, whether you're lying to yourself or you're finding something in the world to that you warped for to fit that need, right? Like for example, stalkers would would um they would uh, they would let's say mistake um, politeness for love, right? Mm, so a yep. stalker would say, "Oh my goodness!" Like, "Oh, they they were they they said hi to me today." That means they like me, and they they feel something that's not there, and they will change that just to feel that need. That's crazy how he mentioned that. It's a slight distortion, bro. It's yeah. like it's uh seems
1: true enough to be true, true so enough. that and it, and it appeals to my desires. Therefore, I will chase after it and live as if it were true. Herein lies how you can see where where lies are. uh the enemy to our growth, the, the lie, or the enemy to health, right? That's crazy. It's one or lost in the mind. So, yeah, it's con- back to your original uh, story there, like the start of it. I had this thought. I was just talking to a friend of how, just like hope and like joy is contagious, so is so is doubt and so is uh, complaining, negativity. I and mean, we see so much of it, right? It's so much easier to go turn tribal than it is uh contributing and trying to be a part of a change and uh yeah there's just there's certainty there too right certainty of like oh I can just there's that problem I can always get a little fuel from complaining about um and I don't know man ownership's hard responsibility and discipline and actually like just doing our best to respond the best we can to a situation versus slumping down into passivity and and complaining
0: now nah, it's 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 funny because like um when they complain it, it people tend to well first of all they are crying for help I like i need i'm looking it's i brief. have to i have a i have a problem in my mind and i have to bring it out to the world so you can see it and maybe you can help me with it so a lot of time you complain but in reality i just have a pain and i have to actualize it by bringing it in front of you as well maybe you'll fix it mm-hmm. um a lot of the time when someone complain as well alongside them, it builds connection, right? Where at that point it's like, oh, now I feel a little bit better, but they complain yeah. a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times people mistake activity for progress, right? So by them yeah. complaining to someone and they're actively doing, they're like, I am trying to find help, but really you're just complaining, right? So they mistake that. And that's a that's a really good point there.
1: Really good point. Activity mistaken as progress. Um, that's a really good one because it makes me think of reading or like learning. Like we never mm-hmm. stop learning, and there's nothing wrong with reading for enjoyment or uh, still reading a book. But you want to lead with like the application or you know like pick up the right thing that applies to what you, the problem you currently have, right? But there's nothing wrong with like, like I want to learn more in history. You know, what I mean, have you ever have you ever seen Ray Dalio stuff? No, Ray Dalio. No, no, so he's. No. Re- yeah, he's, pri- he's principles, he wrote an epic book on principles, and then he wrote one on, like, the changing world orders, and he, like, basically, he made this amazing, he has, like, 30 million views, like, this super well-done 30, 40-minute animation that shares the premise of his book, and he's, like, he's very, like, principles, systems thinker, like, a first principles, like, what is the patterns here of history, and what goes into the changing of world orders, and what happens when the government starts printing money? what happens with inflation and when you know when there's internal external tensions there's debt and he goes through these key components that come together to usually culminate a a collision in history French Revolution with whatever point in history world wars um but it's very fascinating and I, he I think he would guesstimate we're on like stage five or pushing towards six six being the last one and like you know it's just the I mean you've seen kind of the tensions with China and I don't know. Not to get into whole whole politics, but uh I'm not sure how I got there. But there's, uh the, some really insightful things of patterns, right? If you can see the patterns.
0: That's a really good point. Um no, you got there because you were talking about, history um uh, about um uh, people making uh people confusing activity like reading books into progress. Um and then we said we we were talking about how reading, like reading books in this in this sense, got to str- get distracted. I have actually had that too, and I might even read that book that you mentioned. <laughs> that sounds really really cool. Um, and then I think if anything, that that I, I want to look into that because like right now we as business owners, I feel like we sometimes get distracted mm-hmm. with let's just chase this this win, and there's so much more going. All in the world, right? Which is like, and this your point there. Something could roll over into uh, the best. The best indicator of the future is the past, right? So if he kind of boiled it down to one one book and explained the process, the framework is there, right? So the yeah. question is, if you read the book, did you read the book? I haven't
1: read the book. Just watched most of the, the video. It's like just a recent discovery of mine.
0: So He's now, on Tom Tom Dillier, really good. Oh, stuff. see, so I love that. So in this case, like Alex Hormozzi says, whenever he reads a book, he doesn't read another book until he ingrains what he learned from the previous book. In this case, you know, um, how to win friends and influence people. He says, I'm not now that I read it, I'm going to apply what I learned. Yes. So that way it becomes a habit for me, and he did that inside of Russell Brunson's group because he knew sales. He went to uh, in, in the inner circle. He was a member of the inner circle, and he helped other inner circle members with their sales. He says, "Hey, this is what I would do," and he would do it all for free as a way to build friends and influence people. Fast forward a couple of years, now he has this goodwill that has returned. Right? They helped him out with copywriting. They helped him out with um, snowballing websites. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> and that's crazy. It's crazy. so reading a book. I don't like. I now apply the idea. I don't want to proceed with another book until I apply it.
1: Especially when the book is like how to win friends and influence people. Man, it's, it's evergreen. It's so like, it's so core principles that are like never going to go out of fashion. Mm -hmm. And ask me if literally this morning while working out, I was like, dude, I just want to, I need to reread the Russell Brunson trilogy and just like know it. Like I know my name because that was the goal. It is evergreen. And just knowing these principles for, uh, acquisition, you know, influence, serving people with, uh, effective messaging, like the more we can do those as a business owner, the more we're going to, and and he even mentions like doing it, iterating as you go. Like it's not yeah. going to be, it's not like, oh, I cracked the code. It's, it's an ever evolving thing, but you, you do it on the ground of those principles, the frameworks that, that are always going to work.
0: There's, I, 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 that's a whole good point because I heard a quote this morning. I read like in the morning I try to read something that uplifts my spirits in the morning, uh, followed by prayer, of course. But um, the first, the quote that I read was, "Ambition is the path to to success, um, and persistence is the vehicle that will get you there." Mm-hmm. Right, and it's funny because as you're going through this, through these stages of life to help you get better. The information you read from Tor- uh, Russell Brutz's books are are little pieces. Like only one chapter can be enough to help you get to that next stage, right? And if you persistently work through the books, and you don't have to master everything, just start picking things and applying them, right? In the long game, it'll it'll just it'll work for you because it's kind of like the other saying by Simon Sinek, right? Um, when you when you shout on the mountaintop to what you're about and you plant your flag. The first people that come out is the village idiots, but then soon after the wise counsel comes and want to follow your lead, right? And it's like if you're doing that uh, long enough and you're learning the things and you're making being loud about it, yeah, I think that's the secret right there, right?
1: Secret. Yeah, it's like it's like the whole where you make it public that uh, you ha- like have your audience keep you accountable, or like the whole yeah. negative negative charity thing, or you know if if you break the the streak, then money goes towards something that is not good that you do not support like the, yeah. the the louder you are the more people you have watching you sometimes can be or a lot of times can be extra fuel to keep you accountable because you're actually alright I'm publicly declaring this is who I want to become this is the direction I'm heading in but then you still have to boil it down into enjoying trying to enjoy each day because not, not every day is, is, is a fun and daisy yeah either. No,
0: I know exactly what you mean if anything we forgot to go live we've actually forgot to go live in this episode so we're supposed to uh, so now, now we, we d- owe we didn't five dollars.
1: Yeah, we didn't. Ha- we didn't have anybody hold us accountable. So yeah,
0: no, that's it. I think that's it because we forgot, like stepping into it. I was already late, trying to fix this mic, right? So so Rolling. You know, got, next time, right? Next time, definitely. If not, now we owe five dollars to to go. a charity. That's we'll it. put it in a jar, right? And a <laughs> mutual cash app. <at>. Yeah. <laughs> now I love that. I love that. If anything, now that that we're we're being persistent and trying to move toward the goals of success um i even started doing some research that i thought would be really cool to highlight um and, and show kind of this roadmap that i'm learning and we're both learning this one from steve larson his Aaron yeah. and Aaron secrets he breaks down the path of what a company would do in order to to get to a point of launch but more importantly how to stay stay in that orbit so that way your business can grow and thrive over time. And he mentioned that he uses this same framework for all his clients every single time, even for his own business. He's now bringing in about eight million a year, uh, and that was in 2021, so I'm sure it's a lot more now. He's acquired three businesses that were already cash positive, so he's gonna push it further, and he's using these prints. He used the same framework. To put it in orbit, right? Exactly.
1: Like he just sees yeah. that I, I know how to put things in orbit, so let's go.
0: Exactly. So with that information in mind, I I think it would be best for us to do that live. So that way we can not only be accountable but also show our starters what it would take to step by step look into the things that are needed and then break that up. And then of course give it away. Um give give what we've done away for free. That way we're not just um you know copywriting steve larson's workbook if anything applauding it right like hey this is what we did this is the what he mentioned if you want to see the full thing to apply it to yourself go to steve larson's and i bet you i bet you after that he'll be willing to interview us right that's let's two steps it. above right Roll that's though. the trick
1: yeah right which applies the i mean it applies to when friends and influence people and yeah. uh, that's a great project to uh, apply everything we're talking about so let's do it yeah
0: yeah, I I love that. So if anything next week or along the way, break one piece at a time. After I show it with you, because of course, um, it is our th- our baby right? And mm-hmm. I I kind of just brain dumped what I had, um, in between on the weekends between family time, right? Which is a bad thing, <laughs> <laughs> a bad thing. I'm like, let me just break this down real quick. Not if it gets it out and keeps
1: you fueled and more cleared up for the mo- other moments, right?
0: Yeah, exactly, exact. But it's hard because you I getting in that zone of like. I remember sitting down doing one piece of it and I got so far deep into the zone. Like I forgot, like, you know, time flew, right? That's yeah. how good it was. I loved it. But yeah. then,
1: Back to the original conversation. It. Like if you have a whole week where you didn't feel like you really got to get in that mode, dude, if you get into it on that day, it's, it's, uh, or have someone knock on the door or you're going to be in there for all day.
0: <laughs> no, for real. Uh, that, that is so true. I think what we really starts, especially when we talk our initial conversation, In the morning time, when you can start it, it puts you in that flow state. Like for me, if I do a podcast in the morning, I can just like, just speak and get into it about things I'm learning. My brain gets into that flow state and the whole day feels amazing. I feel juiced, right? Right. I feel juiced, but.
1: So we need to uh, switch our time, right? Time zones are a, are a dog.
0: (laughs) I could say, yeah, no, seriously. Or just create our little one, uh, short clips, you know, like how Russell Brutton did it, right? or go live every day right it could be another thing too so
1: there's something magical about this uh about the conversational someone asking you questions you know i have a weekly rhythm with a friend and it's the same thing more on on spiritual topics but uh we talk about faith and family and uh and everything but like you know you feed each other spark yeah that's another I thing that's a good challenge here is like who do you have in your life that will uh challenge you and you can challenge them and hold each other accountable. We're talking about accountability, right? Though, I mean, vulnerability, if you want to throw that in there, that's a real recipe for, Mm -hmm. for growth and self-awareness. Someone you can trust. And so I feel like, dude, if you try to go out this route, um, you try to build a business or you try to pursue uh, a goal all alone, or maybe it's not all alone. You have people around you, but you haven't really like, have a, like an actual deep relationship, that person or people or community. You know what I
0: mean? Do you have any thoughts on that? No, that's a good point. That's like a battle buddy, right? Mm -hmm. Um, In the military, they always say two is one and one is none, right? You never go out without your battle buddy. Um, And that's so true. You you have something you can lean on. If anything, they say, uh, there's even studies that prove that if you have someone who holds you accountable, you're actually 70% more likely to complete the task. Than if you were not otherwise. So we have these secrets I like in life. Like numbers. Yeah. Right. Like seventy percent. Like that's that's like passing, right? If yeah. if it was a score and a grade, it's always going to be winning. Close so
1: right? enough to be 80-20, right? Yeah. Like right.
0: that. That's crazy. And of course, fact check those numbers, but I know it's high. Yeah. Um. And and what I realize is that we play this game of life, where we can add cheat codes at any point along the way, right? If you you see someone who does it. And you apply it yourself. Sometimes, like when you're playing the PlayStation, you look it up on Google. Google, you're like, I found a cheat code. Let me try it. up, down, left, right, triangle, circle, and it doesn't work. Whatever. At least you tried, right? But you try another one, and before you know it, like in Grand Theft Auto, a helicopter spawns from the sky, <laughs> and it's like it. That's kind of how it works. Like if we, if we're seeing these um, opportunities that you saw along the way, like in the in the book, um, in the book, what was it? A, Habits. What was it? Atomic habits. Atomic habits. habits yeah, he gives you a bunch of cheat codes about how to improve your environment that will that will pretty much guarantee your success, right? If you have that cheat code, why not apply that and make it real, right? And of course, you're. It's like it's like um. I had a friend of mine who unfortunately uh, passed away, but he gave me so much gold nuggets. He was a CEO of a company by the age of 22, right, making. At that age, making around one hundred and eighty thousand a year, right? For at twenty two, like it's it's dumb. And he gave me so much advice, and he said everything when it when it comes to life and opportunities is all calculated risk, right? If you roll that dice and you know you can get a ten, then roll that dice, right? Because you're gonna win. But if you're gonna roll that dice and you only get like a four and five is what you need to pass, maybe you might wanna adjust. Adjust your your roll, or maybe choose a different mountain side, whatever the case is, to roll it. But figure out how to make it a six before you take action, right? And he gave me that, and I'm like, well, I'm gonna take this advice. At the time, I was making like 13 an hour, right? He was making like <laughs> a 60, 80 an hour. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, calculate risk, and these cheat codes help you win, win.
1: Yeah, and hot take, hot take from that perspective is I'd almost say cheat codes are the another word for cheat codes is those principles or frameworks or the way reality works instead of fighting mm-hmm. against reality trying to reinvent the wheel or come up with something new have that base right because it doesn't necessarily cheat code doesn't necessarily mean shortcuts it doesn't necessarily yes. mean uh, ease mm-hmm. and if you if you have that expectation then you're going to expect that GTA cheat code that just makes the <laughs> helicopter come out of the sky and mm-hmm. like <laughs> Yeah, but uh, but true. like principles are cheat codes, like frameworks are cheat codes in the sense of, wow, you can actually like stand on them, you can actually see things, and you can act they'll actually work for you, yes. um, instead of you trying to figure something out completely on your own. It's um, like
0: enhancements, exactly, exactly. Enhancements. That's a really good point because a lot of times you do a cheat code and you just like we said it cuts corners, and a helicopter comes out the sky. But in real life, if a helicopter was given to you. Do you know how to fly a hel- helicopter? Right, probably not. And I think that's a really, good, a really good way that you said it right now. You take those steps to earn the helicopter. You even probably went to helicopter school first, which is how you would even find the helicopter. So by che- by cutting that corner and going straight for the helicopter, you may not even know how to fly in the first place. So I love that you said have mm-hmm. the enhancement. Right? The enhancement says, I see how this works, and I see the path ahead of me. Now it's start in the math. steps.
1: Yeah, and that's You're it. not going into the woods like trying to get back on the path. You're that like, is. Okay, here's here's a path. I may fi- fi- find, you know, cross some bears and some some animals and beasts across the way where, you know, you get to stop and sleep. It's not going to, doesn't mean I just instantly get there.
0: Yes, that's a really good point. And Dana Derrick said the same thing when he, he paid 50K to get into um, Russell's inner circle, right? And he says, a lot of the times the best money that he spent was getting the perspective from someone ahead of him. Because at that point he didn't know that life was that way. Right? He was like, wow, like I'm supposed to be acting like that in order to get that. I didn't know that. So this was the best fifty thousand I've ever spent. And now what? He owns three houses. He has three or four different um two comma club awards, which means he's making millions. Yeah. I actually spoke to him. He hit me up today um That's good. say still and we still have he's a great, like a great guy he's a really really great guy seriously um and at the, at the end of the day he says like what i realize is that this this game it's it's out there already like we already know it we just don't do it long enough exactly bro yeah i think that's it i think mm-hmm. if anything okay like, what are your thoughts right on-
1: now i was just gonna say like he it, he he was breaking free from illusions like if you don't know you don't know and so all you do is come up with something in your head, and it's uh, oftentimes an illusion, or you know can be a hindrance. Um, yeah, that's powerful. But I even thought, okay, what's that look like in in our lives too? Like you want to, I want, I want dads that are a few step ahead ahead of me to help me help me apply this in in father mode and and husbands and uh, you know, I love if you can find someone that trifecta right of like a if if you're a dad and a husband or flip the roles, you know, wife. Find someone that is also uh, pursuing what you do in business. Someone who's done what you want to do, live the life you want to, at least a few steps ahead, um, and build that relationship and like help them be that person to show you. I think you get multiple people like that in your life, but some people just don't. They're they are have not gone that path, and you're trying to, you're hoping they can help give you some insights, but they they don't know the map either. Like they haven't been on That's
0: that. True. That is so true, man. I, I think um, at the end of the day. Our world isn't only confined to our career, but also your environment. Like what are we doing to change the world? Our, our personal development, our fun and recreation. Do we even have that? Like our fat, our romance, like how you treat your spouse. Tony Robbins says if you act the same way you did in the beginning of the rel- relationship, there will be no end. And I had to find it out the hard way. Right. Yeah. But, there's so many different a- avenues to our life that sometimes we gotta step out and look at the whole picture, right? A well-rounded life, right? So I-, I like that you mentioned that.
1: Yeah, it's amazing that we actually become more of who we're supposed to be when we give more of ourselves, like make it less about us, right? Yeah, like in marriage, right? You can't live off of the luffy w's of the, <laughs> the starting days of, of dating. It becomes and it becomes. It's not fifty-fifty. It's a hundred, a hundred. You giving each other to serve and uh, to build something special. But yeah, I'm right there with you. That's it's a good like, point. Uh, yeah, I mean, look at look at what do people regret on their deathbed. I mean, you can see all the studies or stories of that. It's never, man, I wish I would have hit sure. the next million. Yeah. Wish I would have hit the next level on the billionaire code. Love the billionaire code. We're going to use it, but you got to make sure that the foundation's strong, right, and the actual direction, and yeah, career's not everything. That's a good point. I think it's I'm always up. important to keep right up here when you're thinking about success.
0: Yeah. No, that's, that's 100%, but then taking time to celebrate the wins that you have done, right? Yeah, Man, that's, that's I love that. I love that. I'm going to look that up. And if anything, in the next episode, we're going to definitely start highlighting that process that, um, of what we're learning from Dana, from Steve Larson, right? And try to make that a little bit more real um, because I'm starting to see a lot of people who are asking, um, and I would love to lay that out. At the same time, it'll help us build clarity. Right, so so I think that's a great idea.
1: Yes, document and build simultaneously. Yeah.
0: Seriously. Seriously. Wow, I'm loving it. Thanks for this is more of a powwow today versus a um a straight to golden nugget points,
1: but dude, mindset's important, right? Yeah. Yeah. Put the gotta have the 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 right lenses to navigate and it's a work in progress.
0: Right, exactly.
1: It will be to the end, right? It's a journey. Exactly. Uh, Embrace that cliche. (laughs) You're
0: the you're the one that makes it cliche right that's the truth man that's the truth well thank you noah until next week we'll keep pulling those little successes for everyone and make it a little bit more open sourced see you next week bro see ya
1: hey thanks for watching the success open source podcast if you enjoyed this episode we would love for you to subscribe and join the community until next time take care and let's all make success a little more open source